0: Welcome to, to mind, mind body, body stuff, stuff. <laughs> you guys like stop doing that. We should just have like a pre-programmed recording. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what um like the new shows have or yeah. something. Well,
0: anyways, but it's just us. us.
1: It's us. It's the just real us,
0: us at this point in time. Here, You're
1: sitting alone, sitting alone, talking to office. a big dark black in microphone. microphone in the office, watching in the, back. the
0: sound waves in green. Wondering if we're too loud or too much. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Not enough. Laughing too much. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, the sound waves are too big. (laughs) Turn it down. (laughs) Turn it down. Turn it down. down. Too much. Um, So this week, we are going to talk about, um, I think, a really important subject, which is um, the sexualization of women, but with that also, um, how owning our sexualization can be empowering and just looking at both the the empowerment piece and the disempowerment of the sexualization of women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of work that we do with Ula. Um, with the intention and the and the goal of owning our own sexuality and being um being comfortable with that side of ourself, and um, we had a comment in the community page by a woman, and we had in our podcast talked uh, more about like angry songs and sad songs, but she was like, but what about the sexy songs? Yeah. Like like, why aren't you guys? In the music podcast. Yes. In the music podcast. She was like, well, why aren't you guys talking about the sexy songs and how, and that, how those types of songs can help us.
1: How impactful those are. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, oh yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yes. Um, and so there is definitely this piece to an ULA class that, um, that, we want the individual to feel empowered by their own sexuality and to not feel like it's a a bad thing. There's mm-hmm. so much tied into sexuality mm-hmm. that I think um, sometimes it it's it's this. Well, is this bad? Is this wrong? Should right? I, is it how am I being perceived how am when I, I do perceived? this? Yes. Yeah. Do people think that I'm, like, all about myself? Mm-hmm. To there's this, there's this kind of, like, um, uncomfortable piece to it that people can experience, I think, for a, a huge variety of different reasons. Yes. Yes.
1: Many reasons. If you
0: have like uh, even a history of sexual trauma, there's going to be there's going to be a piece of that that could feel uncomfortable. Or if you you know if if maybe you've ra- been raised to believe that um, sexuality is wrong, then mm-hmm. maybe you feel like ooh, is this is I this wrong to be, be touching myself? This. Is it is it wrong to go ah, 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 <laughs> while I'm dancing in front of a group of strangers? I mean, there's a reason that we ask. Um, ask this of all of us because in my, in my opinion and I'm sure in yours too um, we can find that really healthy place of sexuality within ourselves
1: yes and, and always encouraging the whole person Mm -hmm. So whether it's our angry selves or our frustrated selves or our joyous selves or our sexual selves, Mm -hmm. because there's so many facets to who we are. And that's what I love about ULA is that we get to experience all those facets if we want to right? and open the door to those Mm -hmm. and make them and present them in a safe space where we can experience those parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Or maybe when we're out in public or doing our daily lives, those pieces of ourselves we don't share with others. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I feel um, I feel like in a way we. This is a, this is kind of a hard thing to uh, to describe in words, and I tried in on that community post. But one of the things I was trying to say there, and I'm going to try to try to say it here. Is that um, we also don't want this? Um, we, it's sometimes what I try to do with Ula is get people so comfortable with doing those types of songs that it almost takes the sex. Out of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like you are allowed to come in here and be really playful and feel totally sexy and it doesn't have to be tied to anything that we think about when, when we think about sex. For example, being attractive, being wanted, being desired, um, any of that, any of that stuff, getting attention, it's just for you. And it's about feeling good in your body, allowing yourself to experience um, pleasure. I mean obviously it's not over the top <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, sure. But like mm. making this whole like uh this this like our culture is obsessed with sex. Sex sells. I mean we, we all know that. Right. Sex sells. <laughs> But I almost want to take the opposite approach and just try to make it something that doesn't carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. There's so much weight attached to women needing to be sexy and about this, uh, this like pressure to look a certain way and to move a certain way and to talk a certain way that is um, at least the, 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 um, The message from the media that I've always received is that I will be more worthy as a woman if I can check off these boxes, Mm -hmm. if I am sexy, if If I am desirable, if I am desirable. And so part of what we try to do with Ula is just say, don't attach all of this extra stuff to it you don't have to, you don't, you don't, this doesn't have to be something that's desired by anyone. This can just be something that feels good in your own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, and to create, first of all, that relationship with yourself first before it has to do with absolutely anyone else or how
1: you're perceived or received by anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I love the um, being able to do the sexy songs and not have to worry about, you know, because I, sometimes I want to dance like that when I'm out in public or mm-hmm. at a bar or wherever. And suddenly it's suddenly you've opened the door to a whole bunch of other stuff that you didn't want to open the exactly. door to. That's exactly I, my point. I'm just yes. like, I just want to move like this. Totally. It feels good for me to move like this, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I want you to come up to me and approach me in any way. I just want to be me Moving sexually. Yeah, exactly. And in class, I love the safety of that, mm-hmm. that I can just rub my body and move my hips and not have to think like, oh oh no, uh, what have I just done? And is that person looking at me? And now, you know, there's that, all that weird stuff that's t- attached to it when you're in public, I exactly. think, sometimes. And that's
0: what I mean about taking the sex
1: out of this. Yes,
0: because I feel like when we do maybe move like this or make these sounds, I keep going back to like our new song, Yes, where I really encourage everyone in my class. I love that to sound make too much. The, so to much. make the, to do the breath work <laughs> too much. But, but what we, but if you would do that out in public. Oh. Then it would almost be like, oh my gosh, but what message am I sending? Mm-hmm. Forget the message. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no message we're trying to send with this. And I think that's why it's so absolutely incredible. And Megan, that's why I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes. Is, is you know tapping into why it's important also with Ula that we keep those sexy songs in. Yes, we want to get to the place that we can express our anger. We want to express and, and deeply feel our sadness and our joy and our connection. But this side should not be missed. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned this in the community page so that we could bring this up and then actually build a whole podcast
1: around this concept because I think it's hugely important. Oh, it's hugely important. And when we, when I'm doing it in class, I just feel the joy of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels so freeing. Yes. And there's nothing attached to it. No. And um, so I am experiencing myself sexually, sort of not sexually like hello, but just feeling like yeah. my sexual part of my personality personality yeah in a safe space which just like every facet of our personality needs to be experienced and released. Yes. And I think for women, it gets it gets difficult for us because it gets sexualized. Absolutely. If we do it in public somewhere and suddenly all sorts of messages get attached to that movement and that sound that you're making mm-hmm. versus in class and there's 20 of us going <laughs> <laughs> and we're acting the part and we're just having so much fun and it usually yes. you feel the joy. Mm-hmm. of your sexuality and not all the maybe the heavy parts yeah. that might be attached to it and you feel the playfulness the playfulness it. yes exactly like oh sexuality it can, be, it can playful. be playful and maybe for me sometimes it feels i might be dangerous like yes. i don't know why like in public i'm like well, yeah this it. could be dangerous doing this and unfortunately we've been
0: told as women too i mean think about how much like um, victim blaming there is like, well, what was she doing to deserve that? Yes. Right. What was she wearing? What was she wearing? How was she, how how was she she moving?
1: moving? And and how much did she have to drink?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, all that stuff. And so it always comes back to the woman's fault. And I think with Ula, it's, it, you're exactly right. We get to take all of those, like, oh my gosh, what are, what, how is this going to be perceived? Mm Mm-hmm. And we just get to be in that space where everyone is just owning, enjoying, playing, um, laughing, uh, whatever it is through this movement and these, and these feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredibly healthy. I think one of the most disempowering things that we can do for the women and girls of our society is is to sexualize them. And I think unfortunately that is something that has absolutely happened and is a really big problem that we face.
1: Yeah, and that's what we're dealing with in class. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when we first, when, when folks first start coming to class or even in training, and even for me, the sexual songs were difficult. For, at the beginning, at the beginning, mm-hmm. not now. As you, that's not a problem now. But she just panted into the <laughs> microphone, super <laughs> loud, latching herself at the same time. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was very difficult for me, and I've noticed in our trainings, very difficult for some of our trainees to really embrace their sexuality during these sexual songs because of probably the weight that's been attached to their sexual to our sexualization over the years. I believe. I totally agree, and and then we're all like, touch yourself. It's yeah. okay to touch yourself. Yeah, um, because we're taught like, oh, but if I do, what will yeah. you think?
0: Yeah, it's so so often we encourage like you'll you'll notice especially in trainings because we're we're I mean we're watching people as they as they dance and move, but anytime we ask them to touch themselves, uh, so many people will use the backs of their hands rather than the Just palm their of palms. their hands. So, excuse Whoa, me. Made her excited and then she got I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. I just ate a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> give, give me a break. But um the the this kind of like resistance or fear of even just touching I mean, I'm not saying like grope yourself. I'm saying like caress the side of your body with your hand. I, I don't know how or why in any context whatsoever that would be shameful Mm -hmm. i i don't know and and maybe people are being taught that somewhere through you know their upbringing or whatever and i i just that that makes me really sad because we are so then disconnecting from our bodies and we're learning that things about our bodies or things about the, the things that we're feeling the sensations within our bodies are wrong. And, and, and and then I think we get set up for a whole, a whole big issue of not being able to trust ourselves, not being able to fully embody ourselves. Um, and, and then we get kind of, um, in this place where we, we start to really define
1: things as being bad and not enjoying our bodies. Yeah, exactly. Like, what a gift this this thing is that we get to have. It's totally a gift. Like, it's a complete gift. And And I just was thinking, talking to Kaylee earlier about this, as we watch our older participants, people my age or older, it's almost like because our bodies maybe don't look like the bodies that are standardized for females between the ages of twenty and Mm thirty. You know, and now we're fifty and sixty and seventy, that we're not allowed to enjoy them. Mm, Good point. Very good point. Hey, this is my body and I am lucky to have this body at this Mm -hmm. place and this time. So Mm -hmm. why not enjoy this body? Yes. Like just because it doesn't look like a twenty or a thirty year old's body, it's a you know, it's a good body. But
0: when we don't see any images in the media that look the way that we do, then again, that's another messaging that's telling us that something is not right, good or desirable or right or, right. or, or wanted about our body. And then it makes us kind of shut down and be like, well... I don't look the way that I am am, am maybe quote unquote supposed to look what as a female society kind of dictates. So why would I own my sexuality if this isn't actually sexy?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, good point. So it, it doesn't look like it's per, how it's perceived yes. in the media as sexy. Yes. So then of course it can't be it sexy. It can not be sexy. And yes. so yes,
0: yeah, so with Ula, we're trying to say no, every body everybody. is sexy. Yes. Every single body came from
1: sex. I mean, it's like... I know. I think about that every time. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I came because my parents had intercourse. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then I think they had two other children by intercourse. Your mom and dad had sex. They had sex in order to make, make me. And then so did your parents. Like... Yeah. Everybody's everybody came from intercourse. It's not
0: wrong. It's absolutely <laughs> necessary for the miracle of life. Yes, right. Good point. And somehow it's gotten so like it's become distorted. It's, yeah. It's like it's lost its sacredness because it's just to sell.
1: Yeah. Like
0: it's been sex has been so commercialized so people can sell you products because you don't feel sexy so that you, you feel like you need all of these enhancements so that you can actually be considered sexual or or look
1: this way in order to be sexy or even to have sex perhaps, you
0: know? And I think that sometimes we can go, um, two, two very opposite ways with this. Um, I think one of the first ways that we as women can go is feeling the, constant need to be attractive Mm -hmm. so one way is just really playing into that and making sure if we go out you know we have our hair a certain way that we've done our makeup so that our Our eyes eyes are sexy like plumped up our lips because you know all the sexual features that need to be enhanced like breasts and lips and big doe eyes and there's this like you know this like constant um like uh, a pressure to feel youthful. And, you know, you just think of like a young girl with the beautiful big eyes and eyelashes and pouty lips. And and so women, regardless of, of the age, either feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to maintain my, my youthful feminine beauty. Or I think sometimes the other way that we go is we just reject it. And then so you'll see other women just completely disassociate um, themselves yeah. from their sexuality mm-hmm. and you'll see them then, you know, just kind of shut down uh, or, or or just, and I'm more prone to the second type. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I feel really bad about myself, like I am just kind of like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm going to just... Cover myself up and I'm gonna just almost like
1: uh divorce myself, divorce myself. From this yeah, because I'm like,
0: I'm obviously not sexy, like, there's literally nothing I could do. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm almost gonna ignore. And I think there's something I, I am very sorry if this is offensive and I am literally just thinking about it in this instant, but don't you think there's something also where, um, living in Montana, you see a lot of women who've disassociated themselves from their sexuality and just have kind of um, like all the, the like more outdoors. Oh, I love
1: that. I loved it when I moved here.
0: Did you tell coming me about from that? Hawaii? Because was... I'm from here. So well.
1: Coming from Hawaii, even when we go back, sometimes it's like you know everyone's on the beach and yeah. they've got these the, their bathing suits have their 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 bottoms oh, show their, their total, cheeks, and, yeah. which are awesome. Like I mean, people that's very nice, uh, well shaped bottoms or whatever. But you know, there's there's this huge emphasis on your physical appearance mm-hmm. there, and 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 all, your sexual appearance too, like in terms of desirability mm-hmm. and. Um, But I remember coming here and being like, oh, we're not spending so much time here on, mm-hmm. which was a great thing. They they're, they are like the women wanted to be outdoors and they wanted to be seen as sort of physically active yes. and strong, and not
0: waste all their time thinking about how do I just look attractive towards um, uh, towards e- either the opposite sex or towards a potential partner or whatever right. When they're not
1: having their butt hang out or yeah. you know they're just like I got to climb this mountain today. I'm a, you know whatever it is, and
0: yeah. to me that
1: was really really refreshing to have freedom. Um, in terms of oh, that's a cool way to think about it. How I'm, how I present myself, because there I felt very boxed in. Like, oh, uh "Oh, you must present yourself in this way Mm -hmm. in order to be considered desirable. That's a very and there's something about the desirability part that makes you feel powerful too. Yeah, oh, totally.
0: And I want to touch back on that about the power that women get from feeling desired.
1: Yeah. So, so for me, it was very. Um, it was very. I felt. Like I was breaking free when I moved here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and
0: and um, I think that there is definitely that side, that that side to it where people are just kind of saying, you know what, don't don't confine me. To being a sexual object, like, right? I don't want I don't want your attention because of how I dress or what I look like. Mm-hmm. I want I want a, a, a connection in a different way from you. I don't want your attention in that way, right? And I think there is something. Um, I think there's something that is uh, probably very refreshing for someone like you coming from a place that is very much focused on. Looks. Oh
1: yeah, on yeah, your physical mm-hmm. looks, body and face. Yeah, and I guess and... that is
0: actually a totally different thing than than women who have just rejected the. Sex- yes, but I do think that there is a group of people who almost um, reject the sexuality piece because they're like, this is BS. I don't even. I don't. I don't. I don't want. To, I want to rise above these like stereotypical roles. Yeah, there's so cool in that, I too. Is, I that too. I honor that. It's totally kind of breaking from
1: the stereotype, yeah. you know. And I
0: think we've gotta have the the people doing the work to break through that. But I guess also for me, um, I've almost found a freedom in embracing a little bit more of my like Femininity,
1: yes, yeah.
0: So I think um, the most important piece is finding balance because balance. every part of us has the masculine, the feminine. It has, we're we're constantly working with these contrasts, and so it's been like, um, it's been an interesting journey for me just to just to almost own more of my sexuality.
1: Yeah, and for me, even as an older woman. Mm-hmm. In my mid to late 50s, mm-hmm. embracing that I can still have fun with my sexuality yeah, yeah, in I a playful way and not be judged uh, on that, you know, yes. whether it's like, oh, no, you're too old. You shouldn't be doing that, yes. um, which is like, who you know, who made those rules? Like, totally. excuse me, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm so thankful for Ula letting us have this, you know, ability to experience our sexuality in a safe space. Yes. I just love that so much because I, I would have totally shut that down and you can see it in our trainees, like even at the age of 30, you know, there's even at 25. I'm a mom now. Yeah. There's a weird shit like in my hips. I shouldn't move my hips like that. You can tell like they just haven't moved their hips in 10 years, Yeah, which is like, okay, but what are hips are great and they feel good when you move and it feels good on your intestines and it feels good on your back and and
0: energetically it feels good like you just to activate all parts of your body
1: oh my god that is so
0: healthy just to have the energy moving throughout your entire being that is healthy and i think that is the pathway to health i agree um, and two things that you say be that I just i I really love is you always tell some of our older people' use it or lose it, <laughs> which I think sorry is, folks. I think it's so honest because again, yes, the older we get, the more we think I shouldn't move like this. Yes. I shouldn't, I'm too old, I'm too whatever to be, to be dancing like this. Yeah, like, right. Or I have a too serious job. Maybe yes. I have
1: a very serious job. Yes, good You point. know, and I'm not allowed, that is not expected of me. Yeah, But it's like, but why do we have to lose that facet of our personality? Again, because it's not fitting in this like made up box. Right. That,
0: that either people are defining themselves by or feel like they're defined by.
1: Right. I can be secretary of state. And I can come to my ULA class.
0: And I can be Secretary of state.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sexuatary. I'm not just secretary of state, I'm sexuatary of state (laughs) in this program. (laughs) I like that Uh, a
0: lot. And the other thing that I love that you say is... Just like,
1: don't lose the facets of your personality, folks. I don't care if you're 90. Don't shut it down. Don't shut it down. And you shut it down, you
0: are shutting down a very important energetic part of who you are. It's like
1: again, let's get back to the picture of the pie. Right. Right? And I have the all the various parts of my personality. Yeah. I'm out I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. I have a significant amount of anger. Right. I have a significant amount of frustration. <laughs> I have control issues. I'm sexual. They're all pieces of the pie that yeah. I need to honor do, and participate. It, and I guess
0: one of the thing that things that pisses me off is maybe because men can 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 create life for the majority of their life. They can, even till
1: they die, you they, know. Yeah,
0: I don't think that they face this dilemma to the extent that we that we do, because I they agree. know that they can continue to make offspring in their later life. But I think there's something that happens for us. We know as females that we have this finite fertility window. And I think that there's some biological uh understanding that we're most desired during our fertile time
1: yes and then suddenly because when we're
0: wanted to reproduce and then the 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 male eye is kind of maybe trained to find those features on a woman that mean that she's going to be able to reproduce, reproduce. i mean that's just kind of the animal oh, yeah, side that's of like us
1: evolution that's evolution yes. um sorry to those who to those who don't and that, that in my in my opinion but of course it'd yep. be something else and uh, everyone else's Yes, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, Many ways to the mountaintop. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
0: but so I, I, do, I do think that there is a biological reason for some of this. But what I, so whenever I come back to kind of what I think some really big issues of humanity are, and I think you and I talk about this a lot on podcasts, we go back to the question of like, what is the, the like animalistic brain? Right, And are we just kind of like resorting back to these really um, antiquated um, ways of thinking and being in this world? Because for for me, what I always say is, okay, but aren't we evolved past the point of that? And I think in this case, absolutely, yes. We should be. We should be. We should be. We should
1: because be. Because of course, a woman who is in menopause or oh, can no longer reproduce... ...can still be a sexual creature. Uh, yeah. As absolutely. They, and, and I hope that, that people are experiencing that right now.
0: And I have heard that a woman peaks sexually in her...
1: ...older life. Yes. Actually. Actually, because then, you know, she has a freer sense. You don't have to worry about uh, getting pregnant all the time. Right. Too, which is kind of a nice... <laughs> have you experienced this <laughs> <laughs> in your... you and Mikey. <laughs> I don't know what that's like, but... You
0: just had an anniversary. How was that, day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. yeah, sorry. back and, to the. And then, and then sorry,
0: we'll get Excuse off that me. topic. Pardon. And then the other thing that I say that, or that you say that I love is you don't have to be attractive. Yeah. You just, you don't have to be attractive. And I just, I wish that women out there just had that kind of tattooed onto the, their something that they could look at. Right. Very frequently. It's like, you don't owe it to anyone to be attractive. No. Now maybe it makes you feel great to do your hair and to, you know, to put on makeup and to wear something that makes you feel amazing. If you're doing that for you because it feels good, more power to you. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're doing it because you feel like that's what's expected of you as a woman, then I think that that's where there's, there's an issue with it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And of course we'll probably have both. You know, because we're of this society.
0: Yeah. You know, absolutely. where it's like, well, it For makes sure. me
1: feel good to look attractive because if I look attractive, then it seems like people might talk to me more. Whatever it is, I become, you know, whatever we attach attractiveness to. But I think when
0: we feel like we owe our attractiveness or that it's our where our worth comes from. It's our from,
1: obligation.
0: That's the problem.
1: Yeah, that is tiring. That's
0: completely disempowering. Yeah. That's so disempowering. Yes. Yes and when you look at when you look at the media and when you um, uh yeah just notice the images and way the ways in which females are portrayed it's usually as sexual objects yes and this is uh this this is just totally dangerous i think it's really dangerous for women and for girls to think that that is what uh that that is is what society expects and wants from them.
1: And it's tough for us because, you know, the media tells us that they make money from it. You know, they continue to focus on it in terms of our sexuality. Like this was makes money. Like I was talking about how it sells volleyball. I'm sure you guys can think of other sports, ice skating, Um, Even tennis, their ratings went up when the women's uh, clothing got shorter and shorter Mm -hmm. and tighter and tighter. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, is a weird message to send ourselves, too. Like, oh, so in order to be a really good volleyball player and, you know, I have to have, you know, my tight shorts on. Or or
0: in order for anyone to want to watch me play volleyball.
1: Not just because I'm good at the game.
0: Because they want want to watch me in skimpy clothes. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: it's that's a weird message it's a really weird <laughs> message yeah it's a totally weird message and then and then the, how funny with the like the men their clothes got baggier oh did they yeah like the men's if you look at the men's basketball this is kind of off topic but have you noticed oh, like right. the you're 80s right. Right. they totally. had we just were watching a game the other night It was an old game like i forgot like michael jordan and yeah. someone else they had the little short shorts on oh how how you're Remember totally that? Right. And now and then there was yes, that big switch over to very baggy baggy short, shorts and stuff like that. So I just find it interesting how, you know, I guess male sexuality is also being determined through the media as well. Yeah, but I feel like it's they have such freedom. Well, and maybe not. And I think
0: that uh uh I I actually take that back. I think that, and and I, I also want to take a moment here to acknowledge the fact that we are uh, two straight, white, upper middle class women and everything we we say, you know, I'm sure has this uh, perspective to it. Yes, exactly. So I have a really hard time speaking uh, truthfully from a, a perspective that I don't, I don't that understand. That you're not familiar or I don't with. Live. Yeah. But I I do think that men are also in the media portrayed to be dominant, to be lo- large, tall. like Tall. Tall, large, dominant, mm-hmm. powerful. And I think our boys are raised to think that they are that they are meant to be that. Mm-hmm. Just as our girls are learning that they are meant to be pretty and more submissive. And I did a... Um,
1: Don't talk too loud. That's kind of shrill.
0: Yeah. I took an anthropology class in college um, on human sexuality. And there were so many images that I remember... That she showed us that I, I had really never noticed in the past, but if you start flipping through a magazine, the models you see are going to have a lot of the times really submissive poses. So the woman, maybe the head is tilted. The eyes kind of look a little, um, far off. A lot of times the woman may be laying down or her hands are tied in a certain way, or there are even some with, um, maybe something covering her mouth. And it's, it's very hyper, it, it seems sexual, Mm -hmm. but when you actually dissect it, it's, it's just so dominant yeah they're I mean, being
1: dominated oh there.
0: completely yeah. and the, that's the image and again i think it's important to to note the subconscious so it may not be something that we're like wow look at that but the subconscious is absorbing those messages and that's what that's that's what we're getting that's right what we're receiving. good point yeah so I I think there's the media aspect to it, which the media is wanting to sell us stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, and it works, and and it works. Like this quote that we share at um, some of our workshops: "Beauty is a construct created by the capitalist system to make you see flaws that don't exist to sell you things you don't need." Mm. So there's that part of it, but I think that there are there's also just the the power structure that we're dealing with in definitely this society and oh my gosh can you imagine how much things would be um different be different if if women felt that they that that their value and worth in society wasn't just attached to yeah wasn't attached to their physical to their physical appearance
1: yeah yeah it's so tiring too gosh you know and then how sad again to get back to the sexuality in class that when you see people first come to class and they're just like, I, I just can't move like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you do, but you can. I know mm-hmm. you can. You have four limbs that work. Your back is fine. <laughs> you have no spinal injury. You know. Yeah, yeah, right. You can do that. Yes. And then once that you see them though grow over a period of time, and suddenly she's the woman just you know, yeah, embracing all of her sexuality in the yes. song, and it's just, to me that's just like, oh, it feels so good to see.
0: Yes, and, and the opposite of that, too, though, is then sometimes seeing the woman who feels like she has to be hypersexual all the time, mm. then allowing herself to not always have to be that. And I think they're both equally important because I think they come from different places. This
1: is a great point because I just noticed, and this is just a, to nobody, no, just an aside, but we, we do one of these songs. It's called I Am Here mm-hmm. by Pink, which is very, it's not a sexual song at all. It's Mm-mm. about owning your your space and mm-hmm. owning that you get to be here at this time. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, someone but and we have a move just coming down to the ground and they were making it very sexualized oh, the yeah. movement down to the ground like very sure. like undulating and and um and I was like oh what's happening there
0: oh interesting Yes, you know what i mean yes. So yeah. I was
1: curious about like, but this song is really just a, a totally different genre. Mm-hmm. And yet we have this sort of hypersexualization happening. Mm-hmm. And they're just thinking like, oh, is this how she has, this is her only way maybe of communicating yes. is through her sexualization. Yes. And then I thought, oh, I wanted to go over and be like, but here, you don't, just move yeah. this way. Yeah. Like, you don't have to it's be. It's
0: okay if this movement is unattractive.
1: Yes. I lo- Like, we talked about that with one of our other yes. songs. Like, sometimes I want the movements to be unattractive. Oh, totally. Because, because everything in our life for women seems so based on attractiveness. Absolutely. But movement doesn't always have to be attractive to elicit a feeling. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I think there's two sides of this. Mm, Good point. Yeah. Um,
0: And what I... I'm I'm really interested and curious about both sides of it. But Mm -hmm. I I think when we have taught women that their value is in their sexuality, giving them permission to not have to be sexual beings all all of the time. They don't always have to... They don't always have to be so in that space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think there's just as much liberty there. That
1: yes. Oh, that's that's a very
0: good point. And I think it's tied into. I mean, I think it's tied into a lot of things. And I think there. Uh, what are the stats on women who have been um, sexually violated and molested? I mean, a massive percent of women have been violated sexually. Mm-hmm. And it's like
1: it, one out of four. One out of four. One out of three. I can't remember. Yeah. Really and those fine. are the
0: ones who have reported
1: it. Yes, right. Good point. You know, yeah. who have mm-hmm. said this
0: has happened to me. But I think sometimes what can happen is actually these opposites. Either people shut down sexually and just say, you know what, I'm going to, i mean to completely disassociate myself with this sexuality or with these parts of my body's body or these feelings because the memory is so painful that's mm-hmm. attached to it and we've had um we've had some people tell us that who have been survivors of sexual assault or abuse have told us that it's in these Sexy songs that they 've been able to reclaim that part of there's, themselves, yes, and there 's real beauty to that, but then I think sometimes the other way that women can go is they 've been taught or, or or have learned that it is through sexuality that they will be loved and they 're valued and they 're valued and 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 that is their worth, and so then some sometimes then we can get get stuck in that role Mm -hmm. of I must be sexual. I must be attractive because this is how I will be wanted and loved. Yes. And so again, going back to what we tried to do with ULA is finding that balance and allowing people to experience the, the contrast within themselves of that masculine feminine the attractiveness and the ugliness like Mm -hmm. we all we all have it and and when we can create spaces in which people can feel free to show up exactly as they are without judgment without um, expectation then hopefully the goal is that can then Transfer outside of, of that dance floor into different parts of their life, and they can start saying, "You know what? I I don't owe you beauty. I deserve to be here and to take up space and, and to be seen and to and be to be heard, seen and despite, heard,
1: despite whether you view me as
0: attractive
1: or not or not exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. So it's you know it's big stuff. It's big stuff, and hopefully, with all of us, we can look through eyes of compassion as we're all dealing with these different aspects of ourselves, whether we're hypersexual or not sexual enough in our movements, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of understanding where we're at in that journey with ourselves, I think. Oh, absolutely. And
0: if if it can feel like a celebration, then that's even better. Yes. You know, I was just looking over our value statement today and our value statements today and just part of this it's it's that childlike play the radical self-love re- ch- requires childlike play and i love that and that's also part of what these songs are designed to do it's it's just sometimes to take some of that seriousness that we attach to these movements and what this means and just allow the body to play.
1: Yeah. It's so like, again, for me, it's so fun just to do it's the so sexual fun. songs and be like, I'm in a group with really supportive, friendly, safe people. Absolutely. And I am just going to have a great time rubbing my body
0: absolutely and no one's gonna think
1: anything weird no one's, gonna, no think one's gonna give
0: me attention for it no no one's gonna yeah it's like no one is i gonna, love that no one's even thinking about me no
1: they're thinking, they're about, thinking about themselves and that's <laughs> the beauty of it yes yeah, like my father told me a long time ago he said that question you know where i was i would take like an hour to do my hair and makeup in the morning before high school uh-huh. and then finally one day he said how often do you think how much do you think people think about you And I'm like, a lot. I was a 15-year-old. They're like, a lot. They think about me a lot. And Mm -hmm. he was like, really? He's like, I think a lot of them are thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. But it's that same, you know, where you're, I realized, you know, probably 10 years later, you Mm -hmm. know, oh, right. And that's why I love Ula. Because I know if I'm touching myself and breathing heavily and panting Mm -hmm. or whatever in a song that calls for it, I realized we're all doing it as a community Mm -hmm. and you're doing it for you and I'm doing it for me and she's doing it for her. And -hmm. there's that wonderful acceptance of each other. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And you know, uh, going back to you would spend an hour getting ready. Like I've always been the opposite and I think it's because I never felt pretty. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to like just smart. Well, it is, but then I also never completely owned my femininity. Yeah, you know, it's like sometimes these these rituals of like doing your hair, putting on your makeup in the morning, it can also help with owning that side of you. And I, I I'm I'm working on that more mm-hmm. of just saying yes, like. I am allowed to feel beautiful. I may not be the most beautiful person in the world, but I still am allowed to feel
1: beautiful. Yes, of course.
0: But I don't think that... I don't think everyone... I don't think it's as easy as yes, of course, for everyone. I think that there's, you know, a lot of people out there who have just said, you know, I don't fit the standard, so I'm not that.
1: Yeah, and And they've just... uh...
0: Kind of give... Not give up, but just be like, you know what? I'm just not even going to care about that side of myself, or I'm I'm just going to, like, push it aside. And so... You know, I think what we just keep going back to is this is this balance that it, it's it doesn't have to define us, but it can still play a, a role in in who we are. You know, and, and I think that's the key there. Yes,
1: and embracing ourselves as we age over because mm-hmm. of course we'll feel one way at this time, and then maybe we'll feel different as we in the next decade. Oh, I'm sure or the following decade. We just had um, a friend of ours write to us about that she st- stopped dyeing her hair. From keeping her hair, um, which I've noticed in a lot of other women who have stopped dyeing their hair from keeping their original color and just letting their hair turn to the color it does with age. Which I think for all of us is like, you know, there has to be a time where we embrace who we are and where we're at in our journey Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And it's so hard as me as an aging woman myself to be like, oh, but what, you know, what will that mean for me?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: because so much of our desirability or our attention is focused on attractive and desirability. Sure. yeah, um, totally. And I, lo- I love this quote. I just heard from the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our RBG. They did a special, they did a movie on her. and uh, they had a young woman quoting her and they're like, you know, how many older women we don't even notice? Like mm-hmm. women her age. They're just sort of mm-hmm. put aside. Sure. They're, yeah, because what's their value? They're put aside. And I thought yeah. that was a very telling thing she said. Yeah. We don't listen to them. We don't look at them. Oh, good point. But here she is, RBG, and she is like, you know, everyone wants to listen to her. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, but that first statement, I'm like, that's exactly right. And it's really
0: funny. Like, I know
1: some of my insecurities
0: are tied into this. And, um, and I've mentioned this at workshops, but I never get complimented on my looks usually. Oh yeah. You know, I never, um, I, I'm never like, I'm just not the person that people tell me how good I look or how, how pretty. And there's this part of me that that makes me feel insecure, but there's another part of me that's like, Good, Kaylee. That's not what people are noticing about you,
1: right? I think you know? that's great. Good. Yes, Good.
0: but I, I have to, I have to come to terms with that in myself. You yeah, know? because
1: that's been a bit of a struggle. In it terms has been a bit of, of, of not a struggle being recognized for your physical attributes, per yeah, se. Yeah, and there's,
0: I think that this, I mean, this is a really like um, hard thing to put out there into the world. But there's a part of me that's like, and maybe a lot of women feel this too. I'm not sure, but it's like. Yeah, but I also, you know, I also want to be viewed as, like, sexually desirable. Yes. So
1: there is... Good for you. you I know? mean, yes, for admitting that. Yes, yeah, of course. Because
0: there's a part of me that's like, I'm above that. I don't want that to be my value or my worth. But, of course, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but, I mean, there's something that's, like, really great about that, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know?
1: Exactly, right. Because we're taught that, too. And, of course, as we were talking, it's sort of animalistic in the sense of, like, you know, then you're breedable. I don't yes, know, you know, but something. there's some weird yes. thing about that. And even yeah. after hitting menopause, part of me was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not breedable anymore." Yeah. Like I it, yeah. We, we did this thing in psychology years ago where it was like yeah. you're on a, you're on a ship that's sinking oh, uh-huh. and you had to decide who gets to go on the um oh, sure. the dinghy or whatever, the rescue thing. Yeah. There's only so many spots, and they gave they gave names, not names, they gave ages. And kind of where you were in your life and we had to decide oh, who got oh, to go yeah. in. And a lot of old folks of course don't get to go in. The oh, dingers. But it but so you do feel yeah. like I don't get to go on the dinghy. I'm not gonna be invited on that dinghy. I'm not invited on the dinghy anymore. Because yeah. it's like, well, but yeah. if we had to decide between you and the thirty year old The breeder. The breeder, we're gonna pick the breeder and we yeah. hope you can swim well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there is sort totally. of something sort of poignant and tragic about that.
0: There is. And I think even just being a a human being who is trying to find their way in this society you know, it's part of we all have that friend who gets all of the attention when you go out and yeah, it's like It'd be nice to be that friend. But the society has set us up to give all of the attention to that friend. Because if they're hitting all those, if they're checking all the boxes of what it is, what it means to be desirable as a female, some of this stuff, it's just like, it's just really fascinating what what comes up and how it affects us. And, you know, wanting, like for me, like I want to be recognized for things that are totally not physical but then there's still that part of me that's like but man it would f- feel nice to hear that I'm sexy you know it's like right there's that there's that thing and then raising daughters like I don't know I'd love to hear from you guys out there and be from you like I'm I find um I Like, and maybe these are my insecurities. So, this is hard as a parent because I tell Huxley, like, that she's beautiful, but then I'm like, but should I not be telling her that she looks beautiful? Should I be, should I not be giving her those types of compliments? Because then it creates that awareness of how she, am I creating an awareness of how she looks that wouldn't just be. Mm -hmm. be there naturally you know sometimes I feel like okay am I feeding my insecurities because I never really felt beautiful not by my parents doing not by anything that's I there's just something about me that I never felt beautiful so am I helping Huxley not feel that way because she was always told her entire life by you know her mom and that that she was beautiful or am I creating this like Am I am I almost making her feel that it's important to be beautiful? Do, do you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know which way to go with this. And can you say like I, like sometimes I'll say, "Oh, you're so beautiful." Um, you're so strong and so smart and so you well, know, I know. I try but and, like, put in a the different. When you do a hair, it's not. It doesn't seem but...
0: relevant to tie in. And you're very smart. And Look you're... how great your hair looks. And you're smart.
1: <laughs> I think I might have done that with Joe though a lot.
0: But that's good. Look how confident she. Yeah, is Yeah, I wanted you her know? to
1: be confident. I wanted her to be different than me in that sense. Where she was. Smart. Yeah, and I feel like I give Huxley a lot of compliments
0: about how smart she is. Other times than when I'm doing her hair. And of her... course, isn't that balance?
1: Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, because of. Course, we all want to feel beautiful at some level. We all want
0: to know we're smart. I mean, maybe and capable. some of us
1: more than others, but still, we want to know am I beautiful? Am I smart? Am I capable? You know, yeah. am I trusted? Right. All those pieces. So, I, again, we have to go back to the issue of balance, I think. And, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, and I- dealing with the individual, because, of course, each child is going to be different in how they present themselves to the world. Sure. I think you start seeing their personality come out. Sure. You start seeing, like, where are they going with this or that? And you know, some kids. Have you noticed? Like some little kids are born just beautiful. Like, oh, totally. And everyone, all everyone the time, always. Like, Joe has some friends that were just they were beautiful little I've kids met him and at they, the wedding. They still are beautiful. Jeez. And uh, <laughs> but it was definitely that's all they heard. So right. if, that, if I was the parent, right. I would balance that out. Good point. Because that those kids know they're beautiful physically yes. or whatever. Yes. So then I'm going to balance it out. Now let's say you have another little kid. That maybe isn't what we would uh, consider beautiful. beautiful. Sure. So we would maybe want to balance that out for yes. them too. So yes. sort of looking at them individually and, and seeing where they're I at. I try to do
0: that with Huxley. Because, you know, more than anything, she gets comments on you know how good of a girl she is and if there's any physical comment that she has more than anything it's like how big her cheeks are oh yeah you know, so I don't want her to have this complex that she has this you know these Look massive cheeks. cheeks so I feel like sometimes in a way when I'm like you're so beautiful like I want her to hear that yeah I want her because you didn't hear it well and I don't too. know if I didn't hear it like I don't or know, maybe somehow you didn't my parents you didn't they never told you didn't, me um, beautiful I, I didn't internalize it. Re- internalize it. it that's yeah. the word. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff to figure out how much we're f- not feeding into it, but how much we're um, creating a, an importance on beauty mm-hmm. and how much we're just saying, you can own this. It's okay to feel beautiful. Yeah, you know? And
1: I think like, even for me at, the, at this stage of my life, I grew up, I was ugly as a kid. And then somehow in my teenage years, I got beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a very weird time to have suddenly just have everyone just like, Oh my goodness. And I'm like, well, you didn't, nobody liked you me before. You me didn't like me ago. two years ago. Yeah. Like, what is this now? So it made yeah. me kind of be like, not trust people. Like resentful. Of it yeah. Like something. resentful. Like, Oh, so now I look a certain way and now, and now I'm okay for now you. you gonna treat me. Yeah. So it has been a battle with me both ways sometimes like either accessing the beauty part but then not wanting to be just recognized for that part it's like i want to be recognized for who how smart i am and what i have to contribute yeah you know and not always about like but oh what a what a lasting beauty you have it's like yeah but it's not gonna last forever so who am i i want you all to know who i am Yeah, despite all this on the outside yeah you know good
0: point so for somebody because I, I really haven't tapped into this part of who I am, but it sounds like you've been able to at different times in your life. Um, how powerful do you
1: feel when you have like the that wanting? I, it's, I do feel very powerful mm-hmm. but sometimes it's you, you got to be careful right because then you get people that resent you
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Certain yeah. women then, there's a, I shouldn't say that, but you do feel a resentment if you're physically attractive. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's always balance. But I guess my question is, part of what I'm getting
0: at is I wonder if sometimes women who are putting a lot of time and energy into the way they look, they don't find it disempowering. They don't feel like they're being boxed in. They don't feel like they're expected no, good in a certain point. way. But they're feeling like, I have power over men because I know what they want and I've got it. Yes. That's my question oh, that I'm asking a good, right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I
1: Did mean, you I don't know. Feel that way? Did
0: you feel like you had a power over men? Oh, yeah. When you when you know that you're being like, yes. you know. Yeah. So don't you think maybe that's another reason why some women do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they would they would argue with maybe what I talked maybe my opinion at the beginning of this podcast or even, you know, 20 minutes ago. That they're like, oh no, it's not disempowering. I don't feel like I have to, I don't feel like my worth is tied to how I look or I don't feel disempowered. I feel totally empowered by doing this.
1: Yes, that's a very good point. But for me, sometimes then people didn't get to know me. Yeah, sure. That's what And maybe they me don't want feel, anyone to get to know yeah. that. You know? <laughs> maybe not, yeah. Maybe so not that experience. would make me feel empty well, inside. I, yes. Like I'm like, oh, so you're just seeing me as this. Right. And suddenly I'm like, I don't want to know any of you. <laughs> you know i mean so that was all that's what it's about yeah
0: and i also am curious for the women who work um with with men um i've heard from some women who they say i totally use my beauty and my like female quote unquote power when working with men and i wonder about you know some women who have chose not to and just say no i'm not going to I'm not going to play that game right. to gain your respect. I don't know. I I I'm point. That's I'm, a very good point. I don't ever work with men basically.
1: I haven't really worked with men either but my husband he kind of likes me so it's not really fair yeah. or he doesn't like me.
0: But I would be really <laughs> curious to hear uh, from some of the women who do work, work with, in a male dominated field in a male dominated field and how either you gain respect or how you um, how you navigate
1: that. How you navigate that. Mm-hmm. Your power you yes. know yes in, 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 either using physical attributes or or your- saying
0: no 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 we are not even going to let the physical come into this place i need you to respect me from a purely like a capability yes standpoint. exactly right right so i think that's probably something gosh at some point in my life i'm gonna have to work with men just so i can
1: experience how this feels. Well, I think, you know, in the fitness industry, we do, we will work with men. We do work with men. And even in, uh, I think most industries are dominated by men still. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. um, But I've just kind of insulated myself to only... Like interact. Ooh, I love our insulation. I know. <laughs> I feel very. Right, empowered. It's such a bubble. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'll like get so empowered, and then suddenly I'll be somewhere else, and I'll just be talking. You know, suddenly like da, 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 and gu- guarantee there's usually some man who's just like, "You're so loud," and I'm always like, "What? Excuse me? You're like, what are you? Pardon saying? me?" Or they're like, "You're so impassioned. Like, why are you so passionate?" Oh, sure. That's very upsetting to them, I think, so, cuz it's like you're talking loud and passionately. Yes. Yeah, I always find that interesting, like, "Oh, I'm so you were not so in man men world." <laughs> well, it's so funny you say
0: that because like um we were I was at this um this big fancy dinner the other night for something my husband's involved in and there were a few of us women at the table but for the most part we were very um just kind of quiet I mean I'm super actually shy when I'm in social groups especially with people that I don't know but there was one woman and she was just loud and boisterous and like talking to everyone and um uh turns I mean she's got like uh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And I, so I started thinking about her after the dinner and thinking, did she feel so confident because she has power? Mm. You know, like what made the rest of us women at the table be kind of more quiet and like respectful of the other people who were talking? What made this, this woman at the table? And, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if it's because she feels a massive amount of power. Mm, interesting. And that gives her confidence. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so I wonder if sometimes some of this is just, it's just power and how we're using our sexuality or not using it or, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, this is a very, very broad, broad topic, but I just found that, that one, one woman so interesting. And I, I even said to my husband, I'm like, man, people can be so confident when
1: they have power, can't they? Oh, for sure. But then, of course, don't you love the really powerful people who are confident, but just are they use a great um, mixture? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've worked with a number of people that are just like, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize so-and-so was so you know, it's it's so powerful Uh and then, but then when they speak, of course, everyone, and some of those people speak kind of quiet or Mm -hmm. anyway, there's this weird interplay of how people use power, I Mm -hmm. guess too, which is another, another topic probably, Yeah, yeah, maybe it's next week's topic, I don't know, but sexuality, you know, and sexualization, it's a big, big, broad topic and affects Mm -hmm. many aspects of our lives.
0: Yeah. I think just being aware of it, yeah. You know? And where we're at with it. And where we're at with it. And that's gonna ebb and flow and just uh just I think the ultimate balance with most things in life is seeking balance.
1: Yes, yeah, seeking balance. You know? Yeah. Seeking good point.
0: that balance between the genders, within our own selves. Like balance mm-hmm. is gonna be I, I think the healthiest approach to most things. Yeah. But Anyways, hey, help us out. I uh, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this. The 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 uh, I'm sure this the different is listeners a
1: lot of you know feelings and yeah, um, I'd love
0: to hear, especially from the people who uh, have very different experiences than I do. I'm I'm really fascinated by this topic. So
1: yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We love you guys. Mwah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs>